0: Welcome to Tell Me Your Story. My name is Josephus Bartua. I've been very fortunate over the years to get to know some amazing, fascinating, and spiritual people. And the goal of this podcast is to create a space so that these people can share their stories and the lessons they've learned along the way. Thank you for listening. Today on Tell Me Your Story, I have two of my dearest friends, Haley Hislap and Sari Clay. Uh, They've been friends... To me and Katrina for a long time now and they're gonna be sharing about friendships and the importance of friendships um, there to other people who I feel like are just qualified overqualified to talk about this topic such an important topic we see that in the Bible we see that with David and Jonathan we see friendships with James and John Paul and Barnabas it always amazes me that when God is creating the world he creates light and he goes this is good He creates water, and he goes, this is good. He creates everything, and he goes, that's good. But then when he creates man, and man is by himself, he goes, that is not good. It is not good for man to be alone, that we have been created to have deep, life-giving relationships and friendships. And so these two are going to be sharing a little bit about friendships and the importance of it, but how they have grown in their friendships over the years. Thank you for being here, Haley and Sari.
1: Thanks for having us. So excited.
0: Absolutely. So before we dive into friendships, uh, what is the gospel and how has the gospel impacted your life?
1: Good question. You wanna go first, Sarah? Um, sure.
2: I, I, was, I was honestly anticipating listening to your answer first um, and then going off of that, um, but no, no, that's great. I think for myself, the gospel is the good news of Jesus. In the fact that Jesus died on a cross for my sins and I now have a chance to be close with him. Um, And when I think about the gospel impacting my life, I mean, there's
1: mm,
2: it's so hard to come up with a short answer because the gospel has impacted every single area of my life. When I think about when I think about anything good in my life, it's a result of the gospel. Like there's nothing in my life that is good, I think, that has come that has not come from the gospel being in my life. Um, so I think about my marriage, I think about my friendships, I think about my family, I think about my job, I think about, you know, the home I'm able to have, all of these things are made possible by the gospel. Um, but specifically, you know, I do think about one of the first things that come to my mind is my friendships. Um, because I think like the gospel has just given me, I mean, it's one of the greatest gifts I've been able to get from it. So that's what, that's what
1: I think of. Mm-hmm. My Yeah, my answer is similar. I think that, gosh, I'm so, so grateful for the gospel and just how it really has changed my life because it teaches me how to live. Like, I I just think that without it, I would be stumbling around not kind of knowing what to do, not knowing where to go. And because we have grace and because we have the Bible, which is just a book of instructions on how to live well, we get to experience like truly what it says in in John 10, 10, life to the full. Like, oh my, yeah. Like Sari said, I just feel so grateful for all the the goodness and the grace that has come from being a disciple and that has come from the gospel. Things like family, relationships, friendships, especially. Um, I feel like those are some of the greatest gifts and I'm really excited to share a little bit about that today. Yeah.
0: Thank you for sharing. Um, I remember being... Uh, a Christian, and and even before I became a Christian, I remember the relationships I had were shallow at best, and after becoming a Christian, the depth of relationships I have. I think a lot of times when it comes to friendship, it has to do with that foundation of just being a Christian. So before we even dive into your friendship, um, how did you become a Christian, Sarah? And then Haley can follow that. Yeah.
2: Um, so... For myself, I grew up going to church with my family um, and really enjoyed going to church. I always felt I felt like I was connected to Jesus. Um, I, I it was easy for me to kind of go through the motions and what I wasn't expected to do, um, which was, you know, not really doing things that were like outwardly like, OK, this is, quote, 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 unquote, bad. Um and what, as I, you know, became older, um, it was kind of to the point where like, I would, you know, be doing different things. Like I'd be on the worship team or I'd be, you know, doing different things at camp and or at, at our, at our church team camp. Um, and people thought that I was a Christian and I thought, okay, I'm fine. I'm, I'm good. You know, people think I'm a Christian. I love Jesus. I love worshiping God. Um, and, but I remember we, Basically, I was struck when I was listening to a scripture that year, basically saying many will come to me on that day saying, Lord, Lord, did I not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform miracles? And then God says, and then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you away from me, you evildoers. And that just struck me so hard because I was like, wait, 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 wait. if I died today, I would go to God and be like, God. I did all these things in your name. I was singing my heart out on worship. I was sharing with people about, you know, your word. I was sharing that I love you. But he would tell me, listen, I don't know you. You don't actually have a personal relationship with me. And so that's what spurred me on to really start studying it out for myself. And I think it was convicting because when I actually studied it out, it was so clear to me. I thought I knew Jesus, and I thought that I had a relationship with Him because of the things that I did, mm. but I didn't. I wasn't actually connected with Him, and I, I realized once I was going through scriptures. Oh, I don't even actually feel close to Jesus. I don't even feel like I know who He is. I just thought I did, and so I think through that, that made me super eager. Um, and I studied the Bible, studied it out for myself, and came to my own, you know, conviction that I wanted to be baptized, um, and that was that's my little, you know condensed feel.
0: amen for me yeah i can totally relate to that growing up going to sunday school learning about god learning of the bible and then you think to yourself oh i'm a christian because my parents are christian because i you know i'm in a religious culture right. and, and then it, it it does get to a point where you do have to wrestle with what does the bible say in your right. personal relationship with jesus and it's cool just See that you did wrestle with that and you came on the other side as a disciple just not just being around christianity but actually being a christian yourself right. yeah yeah you can share here. Um,
1: yeah and for me so i always like to start by sharing my story which goes way back before i was even born um my parents became christians my dad was standing buying gum at a Walgreens. And someone reached out to him, invited him to church. He was in his mid twenties and he went with them, studied the Bible. And then he was baptized, I think within a matter of weeks. And then my mom was sitting, she was waitressing at a restaurant and she was helping out at this one table. And she noticed these women who she was serving were just so at peace. And it was like a really busy time uh, during rush hour at the restaurant and people, you know, people who are hungry are often not the kindest. And she just noticed, Oh, these women are like really patient with me and really kind. And they left behind a card inviting her to church. They didn't say a word. They just invited her by leaving that card on the table. And she ended up coming out studying the Bible. And I think a year later became a Christian. So oh, I stories? always like to share that. Oh, sorry. What was that Sarah? No, I was just saying, I love those stories. I love their stories. Uh, they're just, it's great to think about. And I think it just helps me remember like, oh, like I'm, I may not be a product of cold t- contact sharing as like an adult, but my parents were. So yep. that's how they became Christians. And then they met, they were friends for five years, dated, engaged, married. And then they had me a few years later. And similar to Sari, I grew up in in and out of church, like, going to services every Sunday. And even as a kid, I knew there was something different about our church. Cause I would go to other churches with my friends or with my grandparents. And I'd be like, I don't know. It's just like, it's kind of, it's just different. And I didn't really have a moment of realization of like, oh, it's different because There are men and women here that are actively trying to live out the scriptures throughout their day-to-day life, not just like during a two-hour block on a Sunday until I was a teenager. And that's when I was like, you know what? I want to take this more seriously. So I started studying the Bible and it actually took me three years of studying on and off. So I always share that with people because I'm like, don't give up on others because I was one of those people that people probably wanted to give up on because I would, you know, have a few Bible studies and then get really busy with school, with work. I did a bunch of activities in high school, so my heart and mind were in other places. And then finally, my junior year of college, I was like, of of high school. I was like, I'm gonna take this really seriously and go all in. And I may not know everything now, but that's that's gonna be okay. I'm gonna learn. So I became a disciple when I was 17 years old.
0: Amen. You guys have such a deep friendship. Uh, You guys were in each other's wedding. You guys are just the life of the party but then you guys have a close relationship. How did you two become friends? Take me back.
1: All started <laughs> sharing a tiny dorm room, sometimes bunk beds for like five years.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, I, for basically we met when, shout out to Stacy Fridley, um, our, one of our dear friends' moms, um, who's also like a spiritual mother to us and so many others. Um, but basically, I had known um, our friend growing up in New York, Emma, um, and then they moved to Chicago, where Haley was from. And basically, Stacy realized that both of us were thinking of going to Northeastern University, and so she reached out, I think, to Haley, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of a sudden, I get this message on Facebook Messenger. This is like twenty—I don't know, fourteen, maybe. maybe. Yeah. Um, or yeah, 2015 from this girl saying like, Hey, I'm thinking, you know, I'm applying to Northeastern. I don't know if I'm going to go, but I would love to reach out or like be roommates if I end up coming to Northeastern. And actually Haley wasn't even sure if she was going to go. I was like pretty, like, I would love to go to Northeastern. Um, so I was just like, Oh my gosh, this girl seems amazing. I hope that she goes to Northeastern and that's what started everything because we, we're like, oh, why don't we like have a call? Like see, see what you know, see how we vibe. You want
0: like, yeah, to make sure this. you vibe with the person you're gonna be living with for four years, actually five years for Northeastern, right?
2: Right. And like we had no idea if Haley was even gonna go to Northeastern, like, but we ended up like having a call and it probably went for three hours. Like, <laughs> I it was so long, and we just were like, oh my gosh, we had so many similarities. We're both the oldest out of four. We both had a dog named Brady. Like there were so many interesting things that like connected us. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And so from then, we, from then on, I don't know how often, I don't know if you remember Haley, but we just started talking that summer. It was as if we were like, <laughs> I always, started, <laughs> like, like, we were, we were literally building a relationship. Like we would just be on the phone, maybe like, texting, texting, talking. But yeah,
1: Haley, do you remember? I feel like it was like every Every other month or so we would schedule a phone call and I just remember sitting on my porch talking to Sari like late into the night because we were just having so much fun like hanging out getting to know one another and then when we finally met in person it was at like our student orientation and I was so excited to meet her that I tripped over three different chairs in our (laughs) student center running to give her a hug (laughs) (laughs) and my dad was right next to me and (laughs) and
2: I would came into Northeastern's like Marino Center and i was like i feel so loved this is gonna be great
0: (laughs) that's amazing um yeah it's it's crazy to me that you guys became friends you know starting fall of 2014 i guess winter of
2: 2014 sometime in it must have been yeah like 2015 summer 2015. yes right
0: yeah around 2015 when you guys came to the campus ministry in downtown boston in the fall of 2015 I thought you guys had grew up together. You guys knew each other for like 10 years because you guys are already so close (laughs) and you guys have such a depth of relationship. It's kind of funny now, like thinking back, oh, you guys were only friends for three, four months in the fall of 2015. Right. Um, But yeah, how do you guys um, enjoy your relationship, your friendship? What do you enjoy the most about your friendship?
1: I feel like for me, it is two things. One, it's being completely understood by someone. Like, I feel like, you know, when you can just look at a person and they know, like that is how I feel about Sari, just being able to like give her a glance that says it all and she just gets it. And of course that's like for funny things, but also for like, you know, the hard things, the deep things, Mm -hmm. I, I genuinely feel like, She knows me inside and out. Um, And I think from that, it comes a lot of laughter. Like, and that's what you talk about, Josephus. like when we came in as freshmen, like I felt like we were always laughing about something and we still are always laughing about something to the point where (laughs) where our husbands are like, don't sit next to each other in church because you're just gonna distract one another and distract others around you. And I feel like just our sense of humor and our laughs even have become one as the years have gone on. And I think that that is just the best thing. That's one of my favorite things about our friendship is just how hard we laugh with one another from being like college students who would lay in bed at night looking at memes and just die laughing with each other Mm -hmm. to like now as you know, we're 25 year olds being able to whenever we hang out, I feel like they're almost tears streaming down my face because we're laughing so hard with each other. So I don't know what you would say, Sarah, but those are my two things. Truly. Yeah. Um,
2: First off, let me just say this is how much I love this girl. I'm already tearing up at her response because I'm just like, I, I'm just so thankful for my friendship with Haley. And like, I don't know. I just, I truly think that is like one of the biggest blessings in my life. Um, And so who knows if the tears will fall during this time, but Um, It's just from love. It's just from all, you know, all the love. But yeah, I think what I enjoy most about my friendship with her is that it's similar to her with being fully known. I think. The fact that we are both willing to help each other grow Mm -hmm. to be more like Jesus, Mm
0: -hmm. because that's a more spiritual (laughs)
2: answer. No, 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 no. Because also laughing, dying, laughing. I mean, there's a million things I could say, but I think one, the fact that we've been able to see each other through so many stages. And I mean, there's just something Mm -hmm. about getting to live and share a room, as Haley mentioned, share a bunk bed for a year. Um, Like you just get to know someone so well, you get to know the good, the bad, the ugly, and still love someone, you know, for even, even through all of that. But I think just the fact that we have been able to help, I mean, Haley's been able to help me grow so much um, through that close relationship, I just think, like, it's been able to be sustained. Our friendship isn't able to be sustained because we're not, we don't say stagnant. Um, and our relationship hasn't stayed stagnant. And so I think that's honestly probably my favorite thing. And I think that's why, like, our relationship's so deep, honestly. So, yeah.
0: Absolutely. How do you guys go about being intentional uh, in your friendship? Because friendship takes being intentional. Um, and putting in some work and some effort as well. How do you guys go about doing that?
2: Definitely. Um, I mean, honestly, I think about our first year um, as friends, we really had to learn what encouraged the other and learn that, you know, even though we're similar in a lot, in a lot of ways, we're different. I mean, anyone in a friendship, you know, you're going to be similar in certain ways, but you're also going to have your differences. And um, I remember when we first were... Um, Long story short, I think it's just knowing what the other is encouraged by and doing those things. You know, I think sometimes it can be easy to do the things that we appreciate because we love those, you know, love languages, anyone that's heard about love languages, but remembering to do what the other one feels loved by. So, our freshman year, that was like gifts for Haley. Like, she loved getting gifts. And it wasn't that it necessarily had to be some big thing, but it was just the thought behind okay, I thought of you and I would get you something. So I remember I would go to like Rebecca's, which is a cafe on our campus in the morning. And I would like bring her back, you know, food. I mean, I was just using a meal swipe. It wasn't me spending my money, but I would like do that. And I would like maybe put a note on it or something like that. Or if I was out, I would get her something little. And like that meant a lot to her. And then for me, it was words of affirmation. And so she would leave me notes all the time. That meant like so much to me. I probably still have several saved, um, And so, you know, I mean, that's just one little way, but I think all the way to like seven years later, both of us being married, not living together, it's like, we voice message each other all the time, like every day, every day, like we're going Mm -hmm. through Proverbs right now. um, And like, we, we normally voice message each other pretty frequently, but every single day we've been voice messaging, like what we're learning about in Proverbs. And I'm sure we'll go into this more just like as seasons have gone by how our friendship has changed. But. I definitely think like doing what is going to encourage that person in that season is how we go about and how I've gone about being intentional.
1: Yeah. I love that. Story.
0: Yeah. And, and Haley, how have you guys used your friendship to build the kingdom in terms of using your friendship as an evangelism too? I think it can be easy to be insular with friendships and think, Oh, this is my friend. And we just, you yeah, have to encourage one another and, make one another happy and make memories. But you see that even with Barnabas and Paul, you see that with David and Jonathan, you see friendships in the Bible. It's not just a blessing for us, but it's also an opportunity and a space for us to use our friendships to advance the kingdom. How have you guys gone about doing that?
1: Yeah. So when you sent me, when you sent us this list of questions that you were going to ask, I love this one. And all your questions were so great to see this. You're super organized about putting this all together. So that was awesome. And when I looked at, when I looked this list over, the first thing that came to mind looking at this question specifically was that scripture in Hebrews about considering how we may spur one another on in love and good deeds, because that is what friendship, especially friendship with two people who are disciples should be about. And I think it, first of all, it starts in the heart, and Sari just mentioned this. But one thing we've been doing this month is going through Proverbs together, and the reason why we're doing that is because I think back in July I messaged Sari, and I was just like, "Hey, like I'm really trying to like grow in scripture memorization and letting like scripture saturate my life and be more than just like a quiet time in the morning Christian, but really make sure that that the word of God is on my heart throughout the day. Do you want to read Proverbs together? And we can talk about it every day and just share about what we're learning. And again, like, you know, reaching out to others starts with us, starts in our hearts. So both of us being aligned with like, we're trying to grow together. We're trying to learn about something together right now. The big, big topic we've been talking about throughout, you know, our scripture reading is wisdom and seeking that. But there have been so many other ways where conversations between the two of us have spurred one another on. So I think about a couple different examples. Um, one, I think about learning how to use one another to help meet needs in the body. And I know you didn't, yeah. you didn't ask about this piece specifically, but I do think it's important to mention because just as we wanna be reaching out and bringing our friends into our family, we also wanna make sure our family feels like a family. And one of the things we did last year was we we both were hearing from a lot of girls in our professionals ministry who like had just to the region like oh we don't feel super welcome we don't feel super plugged in it's kind of hard to get to know people and boston is a super transient city so it's hard sometimes for people to feel like at home here quickly um because people do move around a lot and people have jobs that require lots of hours of work so it can be tough for people to feel like connected quickly so sarah and i were Talking, and I was like, what if we put together like a brunch to welcome girls in who have not been here before, like who are new, who just became Christians. And I wanted to make sure that Sari was going to be at this brunch because Sari is the life of the party. And she makes every conversation just so fun and so full of life and love. And I wanted to make sure that, okay, even if like me and my roommates put this together and, you know, prepare all the food and stuff for it, like Sarah needs to be there because she's an integral part of making people feel at home, making people feel welcome, making people feel loved. And I think that's just one, of, one way we've been able to help one another, just spur one another on meeting needs in the body. Um, but then also like outside, like you mentioned, the question specifically was about evangelism. And I feel like all through college, we spent so many hours pounding in the pavement, reaching out together, like just praying for one another, praying for the Bible studies we were doing with people. And just, like I said, being out, taking laps around Northeastern, sharing our faith together. And it was made so much fun by the fact that we got to do it together. And now obviously our lives like a little bit different than they did in our campus ministry, because we have jobs that require us, you know, to not be on a campus, on a college campus. Uh, Things are a little bit, you know, more scheduled, but I do feel like we try to do a, we try to make efforts to reach out to our friends and coworkers often, even when Sari had someone come out to our Bible talk, um, a friend of hers from work, I was so excited to introduce myself to her. And the thing I told her when I met her was like, oh, any friend of Sari is a friend of mine. Like I'm, you know, I'm so excited to, to know you because Sari is so wonderful and I know anyone she brings anywhere is going to be wonderful too. So I think just having them at that mentality of like, Oh, like my best friend's friends are also my friends and I want to love them just like my friend loves them. So I I hope that's helpful. I don't know if you would add anything, Sarah. No, I feel like, yeah, (laughs) I, I feel like
2: it's just the, Oh, actually, you know what? The one thing I will add is that I think that we have been able to see the fruits of our evangelism in our friendship not even directly but indirectly even years later from our friendship and I think that has been such a cool thing to see is that you know I think even just when you have that type of friendship people look at it and you may not and we I don't think we ever assumed people were looking at our friendship in college um but we've had people reach out to us from college I mean years later oh yeah saying to us like like, what were you guys a part of? Like, what is the church that you guys go to? Because I don't have deep friendships. And like, maybe in college, it seemed like some people were like really happy or really involved in what they did. But we've had multiple people reach out to us that were friends with us that just said, like, we knew you guys like loved God, or I knew you guys loved God. Like, I wasn't interested at the time, but like, there was just something really special about how you guys interact with each other and how you love each other. And so I think that's been really cool to see too, is that, So not just not in the immediate of like, okay, we're, you know, asking this person if they want to come to church and then maybe they're not interested then, but years later seeing people, and it's happened several times to be like, Mm -hmm, no, wow. Like I just always thought like there's something different about this and it's stuck in people's heads. And so just to like encourage people listening, I think sometimes it's not even, um, you know, you might see the fruits years later of your, of your friendship in different ways, which is really gratifying to see too. Yeah.
0: You know, when it comes to friendship, it is two sinful people, right, together trying to build Absolutely. a life-giving relationship. And so there are conflicts that are going to come up from time to time. We all have different preferences or um, different challenges are going to come up in a relationship. Sarah, how do you guys go about resolving conflicts when it come up? I know for you guys, it comes <laughs> up once a year or once every four years, you know. So but how do you guys go about resolving conflicts?
2: Uh, Well, you know what's funny is I feel I remember like our freshman year in campus. You, Josephus, were one of like I feel like several people who would like say, oh, I bet you and Haley never fight. Like you guys are just (laughs) attached to the hip. Like you guys never have any issues. And we would always laugh because we're like, absolutely not. No. Like, But I do think a huge part of why our friendship is so strong is because we've both been able to, when we have had conflict, we're able to resolve it and we're able to also call each other higher and grow. And so um, I, I would say, I mean, I always compare, you know, I would say most people, if you have like a long friendship, you can almost compare it to like a marriage and that like, I feel like you're, you're coming from very different places. And then over the years, you become like more similar over time. Kind of like Haley mentioned, like at this point, when we talk, people are literally like, you guys say the same phrases. Yes. You sound alike. I can attest alike. to that. That
0: is so true.
2: <laughs> like we, we, for those of us, like for those people that don't know us and they're just listening to our voices, like we do not look, we do not look similar, <laughs> but people literally confuse us. They'll call me Haley, they'll call her Sari just because we sound so similar. So all that to say, like, I think over time, the conflict has become way less because we know each other so, we know each other so much better now. But we definitely have had conflict before, I think, particularly in, in our first year, in our first year of no, in our first year of living together. And I think, honestly, we were both coming from really different places. And um, it was really just like, I feel like solving any conflict is really being humble with one another and just trying to hear what the other has to say and know that, I mean, there were times where, you know, we've talked to one another, the other person has not been, like myself has not been ready to like hear it or listen and then having to come back or have somebody else tell us and be like, you know what, I'm sorry. Or reading the Bible and coming back and saying like, I'm sorry, I want to grow in this. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I think it's so normal. It's I, I always say to people, um, if you're not having conflict in your close friendships, are you really, are you really close with them? Because I feel like in my best friendships, if they're, if I've never, and not, that's not to say like there's not exceptions, but if, if they've never called me higher in any way, or I've never called them higher in any way, it's like, well, what do we really have here? Cause it's a surface, you know, cause everyone, just like you said, everyone is sinful. Everyone has stuff they need to work on. And I think, you know, when you go to that level in a friendship, it just takes the relationship so much higher. And so I just think it's completely normal. And actually when people would like, you know, say, or assume that we didn't have conflict, I'd be like, it's actually the opposite. And that's why we're close. And not that we're having conflict all the time, but I do think it helped grow us so much closer. So
1: do you have anything to add Haley? Yeah, I was actually just gonna say, I could just lift Sari up for a second, because she said something during a conflict we had our freshman year that I feel like has changed the way I see conflict completely. And I don't even remember what we were fighting about. Um, <laughs> in like- we were uh it was probably it was probably late at night like after some kind of event and we were we were going back and forth about something and i remember sarah saying to me like Haley, like the thing we have to understand here is like we are not each other's enemy like satan is the enemy and i feel like her saying that and showing me that like oh if you take off the blinders like it's about this spiritual battle has helped reframe my whole mindset in the way I see conflict. Uh, because I used to be such a conflict avoider and anyone can attest to this, <laughs> Sari is not. Sari is not, <laughs> um, and I think we <laughs> used to joke like, oh, if Sari hasn't talked to you about something, like you are like, <laughs> you pro- you're probably missing out because Sari does, she has conflict in such a gentle way and such a truthful way with people. I feel like God really put her in my life. and put that situation in my life to help me reshape and reframe the way I saw conflict with other people. Cause I used to be so scared, so nervous about it. And once she's, once she told me that, like I said, seven years later, like I still remember that same, that exact moment, what she said exactly, because it's helped me grow so, so much. That's
0: mm-hmm.
2: amazing. Uh, I wish I knew what we were fighting about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I bet I could find it in an old journal of mine. <laughs>
0: Let me ask you guys this. Uh, what advice would you give to someone who is looking to build deep friendships?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I think that's such a good question. Um, I, The advice that I would give is, well, first, I would say pray about it. Pray that God can point you in the right direction with someone who is going to refine you and is going to be that person for you. Because I think, I do hear a lot, you know, everyone wants, everyone wants the best friendship. And I think, um, not settling for someone that you don't feel amazing about yourself about. That makes sense. Like, I think kind of like a relationship really, you know, so there's so many parallels, but I think sometimes people can have certain friendships, but they just seem so unsatisfied in their friendship. And it doesn't mean that that person is bad or, Whatever it just it might not be that that person is right for a best friendship or a deep friendship in in that season for you. You know, people are constantly going through stuff, and I think sometimes people will want a deep friendship with someone, but that person's maybe not in a place to do that, Um, and that's fine. But I think continuing searching until you find someone that you feel like you can be your your true self with, mm-hmm. Um, and that may take time. But I think being patient and knowing that, you know. You're gonna know when you feel that you can be completely yourself with someone, um, and so that would be my advice. I would say also, like, also listening, I think that's a huge, huge thing. Is I think sometimes people, and right, we all have stuff going on in our lives, we all have hard things going on in our lives, but I think I've seen with some people, um, you know, they'll really want friendships, but then they also can forget to give back to the other person. Mm-hmm. And it's so much of a give and take that it I mean it can't be one-sided where one person is just, you know, the, the expression like trauma dumping, you know, <laughs> on the other person and not giving them a chance. It has to be that, that balance. Um, and so I would say, yeah, really, really like listening in your relationships. I find that when you listen to people, that friendship, I think comes so much more naturally because people want to share their lives and they want to feel heard And then also um, not settling if that, if that's helpful or makes sense. But yeah.
1: yeah. That's great, Sarah. Yeah. I feel like a few things I would say are really similar, but I think one, treating people in your life like they are very special. Like, well, like Sarah said, listening to them with the intention of just hearing them out. And not even listening to respond like that means so much to people when you can just sit there and listen and ask questions. Um, I think I think about the things we did in our like our early days and how the fruit is seen now, you know, almost a decade. I can't believe I can even say that, but almost a decade later, like the cards we would write for one another, the gifts, like cooking each other meals, like remembering birthdays and planning special things for your your best friend for things that are special to them. Like, I feel like Sari always did such a great job of of writing me cards for things. I remember one time I shared with her kind of vulnerably, she and Brandon were like really close to getting engaged and I was single and I told her, she had shared something with me about her relationship and I was like, oh, like, you know, I'm happy to hear that, but also like, you know, sometimes it's hard being single and um, maybe in the future, like just, you'd be a little bit more discerning about like what is helpful to share with me and what maybe could be saved for someone who is married or engaged or whatever. And I came home from work and she wrote me a card and got me like a journal because she knows I love to write. And I'll I'll probably never forget that just how special and taken care of and like listened to and understood I felt because and, you know, she didn't have to, it wasn't like a anything crazy expensive, but that card that she wrote was so sweet. I still have it. And it just made me feel really special and really loved. And I think that just doing that for other people just really does mean the world. And you you really do. Like Ferry said, you got to be a good friend to have good friends. That's where it starts.
0: Yeah. Over the past couple of years here, you both have gotten married and you guys are both in each other's wedding. Tell me a little bit about that experience, just you know, building this great friendship, but then like standing next to each other as uh, as you guys are both getting married. How was that experience like?
2: Yeah, Haley, do you want to go?
1: I was, I'm getting teary, honestly. So I was going to be like, Sarah, you can tap in, but I can definitely, uh, I can definitely share. I think, so something I share with a few people is before Sari got married, I I was not dating. I was not, you know, I was not in a relationship. And seeing you know, the first of my best friends get married was really scary for me because I was like, I'm really nervous that our friendship is gonna change and then like in a negative way once Sarah gets married. And I remember talking to an older and wiser woman, shout out Jessica Kellogg. Um, she's been an older and wiser woman for many people um, in our downtown ministry. And the advice she gave me was, your friendship will look different, but it doesn't mean that it can't be better. And now, you know, a couple years on the other side of that, I can attest to just how true that is. Like, I think Sari set such an example for me. When she got married, when she got back from her honeymoon, like she was texting me, we were hanging out, we were chatting, like she was, you know, she wanted to be in the loop, stay, stay up to date with everything. And I, you know, when I got married this past April, Seeing her example of that made me so motivated to follow in her footsteps and be really intentional about getting time with my best friends as soon as I got back from our honeymoon and really wanting to be and stay in people's lives. Even when um, we were going through a premarital counseling and mapping out our schedule, what things will look like, we were like, okay, like we'll have, you know, church this this day. And we'll have Bible talk this day. And then, Oh, like our date nights will be Saturday. And then Friday night, let's always spend time with our friends because that's a priority for both me and Steven. And I feel like having Sari as a friend and an example to look to has helped me so much in being able to make sure that friends feel so loved, even though, you know, I, I we're in a different stage and season. So that's what I would share. And what about you, Sarah? No, definitely. I think it's been so...
2: It's been, like, one of the biggest gifts ever, I think, in the past year to see Haley and, and Stephen get, you know, engaged and then married. Um, and it's just been, like, one of the biggest joys of my life. That's how I described it to everyone that would ask me about it. Um, and, you know, I think. So we've been, Brandon and I have been married for um, about two and a half years now. And I think it was so cool to see that Haley and I were able, in my mind, it was like, okay, I'm getting married. This is just another layer. Like, but yeah. we're still staying close. Like we're still staying best friends. I think, you know, anyone that's in a relationship like knows Yeah, like your relationship is amazing and it's, it's wonderful and it's from God, but like, you need your friendships. You need, mm-hmm. your, you have to have your friendships. You can't have just your relationship with that one person and expect them to fulfill every single need in your life and that's not healthy you can't put that on on them one person um,
1: yeah
2: right and so um i knew and just from hearing you know advice from other women how important that was but also even beyond that like i knew i i want to stay so close with with Haley. and honestly It was funny for me because I always say like I'm selfish because I was just used to my wonderful life getting to, you know, hang out with my husband or hang out with Brandon when we were dating, but then have Haley Glenn time, you know, to myself, not whenever I wanted, obviously, but like pretty much I could come home to her when we were still living together or then when I was married, I could schedule time with her. But once she then was in a relationship, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute somebody else is taking her time <laughs> and you know what's funny is I actually had to work through that not that listen love love Stephen, um and I think that he is a perfect person for her but I was saying like wait I'm I actually had to work through that as well because it almost was that same conversation that Haley had with Jess was like in my mind I was like oh wait this is actually changing the dynamic now mm-hmm. and so um of like what I'm used to and so I also think on that other side it, it did change for me too. And I had to kind of work through like fear of how things would change as well. But I definitely think it's only evolved for the better. We're now able to just literally talk. I mean, we've never stopped talking, (laughs) but more so just about our, our marriages about, you know, our husbands, what we want to grow in, in our marriage, Mm -hmm. uh, in our marriages, um, which has just been amazing. So I think it's just been so cool to, you know, evolve in these different seasons and literally being by Haley's side and like seeing her walk down the aisle um was like one of the happiest moments and people were asking me at work about like my year like the highlights I was like oh my best friend's getting married like that's been the highlight (laughs) of my year and so yeah it's just been such a blessing
0: yeah Uh, I think about our time in campus we worked so hard pounding the pavement like Haley said and sharing our faith with Hundreds and hundreds of people, but we also had a blast. I, you know, I remember yeah. Katrina and I going to Northeastern, and getting some free swipes from you guys, um, go free swipes. Um, but I remember just having <laughs> a fun time, whether it was at Inglewood or doing a bunch of different stuff around the city. Uh, what do you enjoy the most? Um, when you think about your time in campus, what did you enjoy the most about your time in the campus ministry in Boston?
1: You want to go, Haley? Yeah. yeah. I feel like it is two things. One, being in the trenches with people, like really spending a lot of time and energy and effort, like with so many different people and learning, just growing a lot spiritually, honestly, like they like, Sari talked about how we had a lot of conflict our freshman year, actually. Then right from there, like, You know, we definitely still have conflicts, but it's it's for sure not to the same, like, level. But I think a lot of that came from, like, you're in a pressure cooker a little bit when you're in college. Like, you're living in close quarters with people. You're spending a lot of time with people. Like, things are just bound to come up. But I think because we were so committed to working through things with others, like, the friendships that I have for my years in the campus ministry are some of the best. We actually all... We celebrated a friend's birthday on Saturday and we all got together. There were like 12 of us and I came home and we spent like a good eight hours together and came home and I told Steven, I was like, I felt like I was back in college. It was so much fun. Like 12 girls, no drama whatsoever, just good vibes, just hanging out. Like, and it just reminded me of like, oh, like we'd all like, you know, back in, in our campus days, we'd all go out, do activities together, be inviting people along the way. And then we'd all like pile up on somebody's couch and just hang out for a good few hours. It was just so much fun. So I I just feel like it reminded me of how sweet it was to go through the Boston campus ministry. And I feel so grateful for my time spent there. And, you know, we're still in Boston too, just in a little bit of a different ministry. Definitely.
2: Yeah. I would say my favorite part um, and what I enjoyed the the most about being in the Boston campus was I truly felt like we lived life alongside each other. Like, so many of us like there was i don't know how many people 150 to around that or more Mm -hmm. when we we were there
0: we're in campus yeah i think it was around 140 130 ish yeah
2: okay i'm like 200 no um (laughs) 500 (laughs) uh... people (laughs) (laughs) um but i mean i really felt like especially like our freshman year but then you know going into um you know our as we got older I really felt like we lived life alongside each other as disciples mm-hmm. in the campus ministry. And I mean, I remember Haley and I, um, our freshman year would hang out with two guys in our campus, Blake and Carlvin all the time. Um, We'd hang out with everyone in the campus, but they were like a street over from us. And we would just spend like every single day, just studying together, watching shows together, walking around town together. And that was true with like so many people. And I think like it's teaching you how to be like, I don't know, how to have friendships that glorify God, how to have conflict that, you know, is able to be resolved, how to really be a follower of Jesus in your interactions with other people. And so I think like, it's almost like teaching you how to be a disciple, you know, Mm -hmm. in an adult setting, you know, away from your family. And so I just think the relationships and the memories, I mean, I just look back on so, so, so fondly.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, at your baptism, you said Jesus is Lord in front of everyone. You made Jesus Lord of your life. But what has helped you to continue making Jesus Lord since your baptism?
2: Um, I would say I can go. Um, I would say really just going back to the fact that I made a decision. That I said I was going to do for the rest of my life. You know, I think knowing that and having a healthy expectation that we're all going to go through seasons, that I'm going to go through seasons where I'm not going to be feeling as close to God, where I'm not going to be feeling as connected to God, but that's okay. It's about my decision to continue dying to myself every day and going after my relationship with God. And I think about, I mean, our relationship with God is mirrored, you know, in our, in our, how we go after our friendships in after we, how we go after our relationships. And so in that same way, like really knowing that they're going to be different seasons, but that God is the biggest constant. And I think I've, that's like something that I've gone back to in literally every season of my life, especially difficult seasons is God is the only constant. There are so many things that can change your job status can change in an instant, you know, your relationships with family friends. I mean, those things can all change, but God is the the constant in our lives. And so I think that's what helps me, you know, continuing, helps me continue to make Jesus Lord is that knowledge that I got the Bible right here and that God's word is not changing. Um, mm-hmm. And he stays the same. So, yeah. That's great. I
1: feel like two things, and this is not going to be novel, but the two things that have helped keep me faithful since I became a Christian eight years ago. The one is reading my Bible into praying every single day. And I, I know that's so simple. I know everyone has heard that before, but you really cannot underestimate the impact of just opening up scriptures and sharing your heart with God in prayer. And I know that sometimes I can get intimidated thinking about like, oh my gosh, like I don't know how to be a disciple 50 years from now. I don't know how to be a disciple like five years from now or honestly, even five months from now but I do know how to be a disciple five minutes from now. And it is because discipleship is a lifelong decision you make day by day. And the same is true about marriage, like, or even friendship, like I I feel so confident that Sari and I are gonna continue being friends because we're making decisions day by day. We're not thinking about the next 50 years, but we're thinking about the next five minutes. And again, just going back to those two very basic principles, which I'm sure a lot of your guests have already shared on the show, But those really, those are the two things that have kept you
0: faithful. Um. Thank you guys so much for joining the podcast. It's been so fun talking to you guys. Um, You have such a deep friendship, but then you use your friendship to glorify God, to sharpen one another, to advance God's kingdom. I think it's such an example uh, for all of us um, as disciples to build these relationships, these friendships, to be intentional but then also use our friendships to glorify God. So thank you guys so much for joining the podcast.
1: Thanks for having us, Josephus. We're so happy.
0: Have a good one. Take care. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, hit the subscribe button and spread the word about it. See you next time.